So today I wanted to talk about how do you create wealth. So there's several different components and variables, but essentially it's created by one, accumulation, that is the ability to acquire more assets, income and savings, which builds greater wealth for you over time, right? Then there's growth and return, the measure of the increase or decrease in value of your assets over a period of time. Then we go to protection. This is all about the ability to protect the value of the assets. In good times, this should result in the value of the assets growing. And in the tough times, this should limit the downside risk of the assets losing value. And then lastly, it's just time, risk, and skill. So on its own, wealth may be seen as a measure of possessions, assets, and money at a moment in time. But together, wealth creation is the trial and error of managing all the components and variables to find your safest and most reliable pathway to your end financial goal. Now, you've had your fast track history lesson on the basic of money wealth creation. Let's discuss the best ways to get hold of it. So, like we know, generating money, there's the four different ways we can access or generate money. One is work. So, obvious way to obtain money, you work as an employee to earn income or you can be a self-employed and earn money through income or profits from your own business so we give up about a third of our time working on the tools to earn money and most of us it's primary money generator then there's charity and government support so there's charitable donations or government pensions um, charity money is handout usually offered to the needy but it could also come from wealthy individuals or entity providing to others such as a wealthy parent gifting funds to the son or daughter or grandkids However, it's an unreliable or inconsistent source of money income. Okay, so when you think about it, when it comes to government pensions, our elderly citizens could correctly argue they deserve ongoing monetary assistance for later on in life because they worked and paid their taxes and no superannuation scheme existed way back then. Yet the risk is that the government of the day might not have enough funds to go around, which could mean that the pension income is low and remains low. People look to retire should never rely on it. So, let's look at investment returns. This is a monetary return from income or increases in capital value. Examples of this include the interest earned on savings with your bank, dividend from sharehold, rental income and increases in the capital value of your investments. So, the great thing about investment return is that they use your money to generate more money over time. And in the majority of cases, the money generated is through passive activities that don't involve a lot of time. They simply build up over time but only if they're stable and sound investments. This is where we start to talk about the eight assets of, of selection in our property investment formula. So borrowing, is the that is the B in our property investment formula. So if you look um, more in the next, um, as I talk about, it's about accessing money via borrowing to build greater wealth. Fundamentally, most businesses operate by borrowing money every day to find and expand their operation. And you as an individual are pretty much at the same. You should be calculating the potential return of your selected investment against the risks that the investment asset may carry. Keeping in mind that the bigger the borrowings, the bigger the risk. So to sum up, borrowing money is a way of accessing other people's money, usually a lender's to gain an improved outcome. The lenders are usually happy about lending it because they're also keen to generate money, which they do by lending their own money at a higher rate than they're paid to source it. This is why the money you have in the bank traditionally earn less interest than the interest you pay when borrowing the money from a bank. So, money costs or controls us. So the last one, sorry, is influencing the value of money. It's all well and good to generate money. After all, all you need is to earn money to make more money. But you also need to understand how to influence money.
And in doing so, establish whether money is controlling you or you're controlling it. Money costs or controls us in different ways. Do these ring a bell? Living costs, interest or personal debts, credit cards, interest, um, car loans, lifestyle, debts, inflation, tax. These are all costs in a way that control us because we have to pay them back. Inflation, for example, play a big part in our value of money. But because money loses value over time due to inflation, it's not often understood, but most of us can be the hidden cause for people not achieving their wealth goals. Basically, inflation is defined as the general rise in the level of prices of goods and services. It's measured by the CPI, which is the Consumer Price Index, which moves over a period of time to indicate the percentage rate of inflation present within the economy or marketplace. So to put it in simpler terms, if you had 100000 today, it would be worth less it would be worth less $85,873 in five years' time if you kept it under your mattress because inflation is growing at 3%. Not really a sound wealthing build strategy, is it? On the other hand, if you had 100000 invested in an asset that had a hedge against inflation and which was growing at 3%, your 100000 would be worth 115927 in five years' time. That is because inflation has the ability to accelerate the value of appreciating assets such as a house. <clears throat> So depending on your approach to money, it can cost you or control you to make more of it. If you have an investment approach to money, it can make even more money when it's invested to achieve capital growth as well as income return. We'll talk about this um, more about it later, yeah? So pretty much, guys, number one is capital growth is basically when the demand for the assets pushes its value higher and Income or yield is when the assets produce an income which could be in the form of rent, dividends or interest earned from an investment. So now let's introduce the two best ways we use money as to mean to accelerate the wealth outcome of an investment. So one is leverage. Leverage is a control used of money to purchase part or all of an asset in the hope that it will make a profit that's more than the interest payable on the borrowings. In the property, you might use relatively small amount of money to make a purchase, with the majority provided by a lender. Let's take a very simplistic example. Excluding all costs, let's say you pay 20% of a $500,000 investment property, so your initial investment is $100,000. Over 12 months, the property appreciates 5%, giving you an asset value of $525. If you use the same $100,000 to buy a property outright, costing $100,000, and assuming the same 5% of appreciation, your asset value would have increased only $5,000 instead of $25,000 for the more expensive property. The difference of 20000 represents the use of leverage. Naturally, if you measure these returns over a 20-year time span, the impact of leverage is greater, and so are the investment returns. So the key is leveraging borrowing, is selecting the right investment or investments, um, the right asset or investment, because the access of the strategy relies on appreciation. So that is covered off in the next chapter uh, <clears throat> of, uh, of what I've written down here. And it's tested in property formula. So leverage also carried a high risk. The property might not appreciate or it might even fall in value or the cost of borrowing the money might exceed your ability to repay the loan. We're requiring you to sell the, which could mean a big loss. So put simply, leverage is the means to magnify the investment you hold. Just like a wedding car business now operating more cars to make a greater return. In property investing, it's all about controlling a higher value of property to increase your returns. So, but if you get too greedy or extend yourself 
it can be very nasty very quickly, which is why we've spent so much time talking about cash flow and money management. The next is compounding. So Albert Einstein and compounding was the most powerful force in the universe, and he also deemed it to the eighth wonder of the world. So compounding is an essentially ability of an asset to generate its own earnings, which are then reinvested to generate their own earnings. It can have an excellent impact on your financial position because the growth earned over a period of time is added to the collective principal amount. A great way to see the impact of compounding growth. So that's all I have for today, guys. I hope you've enjoyed that. And I'll come back um, soon with the next, video, uh, next uh, podcast saying about uh, investing and the philanthropy and provide the future generations. So all that will be covered in the next, uh, next uh, podcast. Thank you, guys.